The time now, it's quarter past 11. And uh, just in case you missed it, it is the month of autism. So uh, autism and uh, we're chatting to me on the line. I've got uh, joining me from Neurodiversity Center is the director, Cordoniel Klaassen, on the line now. Good morning. Morning, Silvana. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. It's so wonderful to be part of this yeah, movement and support in terms of autism awareness and neurodiversity. So thank you for the opportunity for you and your organization. Well, thank you so much for joining us today um, to chat about autism. Uh, and uh, so today we talk about uh, neurodiversity. Uh, let's kick off with what exactly is neurodiversity? Well, one, I think um, yeah, all the listeners will agree it's a term we hear so much more often in the media and within our social groups. So simply put, neurodiversity is really a neutral description of the natural existing variations in our minds and in our brains. So it really um, refers to the way we are wired. And I think we all know about the fact of neurodiversity from our lived experience. You know, mm-hmm. the people we meet, our family members, our friends, the people we interact with, they are not copies. Mm-hmm. They are more than often different from one another. So it's really looking at the, the variation of the wiring, the experiences of life, of emotions, of communication, um, our sensory experiences. That's quite diverse. So using the term neurodiversity also moves us from describing conditions, you know, it's ADHD, dyslexia, autism, mm-hmm. developmental coordination difficulties, to calling them conditions rather than disorders. And we, we're trying to, to a lesser degree, pathologize these different ways of being in the world yes. and rather celebrate what these differences bring to our, our communities and, and our world. So we really want to sensitize um, the world around differences um, and, and develop a greater society where people are more accepting mm-hmm. towards diversity and differently wired, unique individuals. Absolutely. Now, uh, Cordoniel, tell us, what are the reasons for more diagnosis that we are seeing uh, today? I think it's such a, a relevant question for mm-hmm. Bana because we often get those questions from our clients, you know. Yes. And why are we seeing so many more people being diagnosed with autism and ADHD? Um, the research that we engage with today um, is a lot more accurate in mm-hmm. terms of the presentation and to identify especially individuals that have tried to mask and hide their differences or their difficulties for a long time. We also have much better developed diagnostic tools, so specifically at the Neurodiversity Center, it's important for us to have a, a holistic, dimensional diagnostic process. And the diagnostic process isn't only assessment, it's also already part of intervention. And it's important for us to include various role players and to look at a very holistic, dimensional process in terms of development. Yes. I think just important to, to, to also mention, there's such a stigma around diagnosis, and yet diagnosis mm. means through knowledge. And it's through knowledge that we can understand the human being better. Yes. And that's why it's so important for us to have accurate diagnoses. Mm-hmm. Now, Cornel, um, apparently there's a difference between the girls and boys. Uh, could you elaborate and explain a little bit more what exactly is the difference between uh, girls and boys when diagnosed? Mm-hmm. For one, it's so important. I mean, historically, women have often gone underdiagnosed or undiagnosed because they do not show the atypical symptoms or presentations so prominently. 
Um, we're often in research and our diagnostic tools that focus on the male presentation of a lot of these conditions. Our girls and our females tend to be less boisterous. They are often socially more dead, they are quieter, and they are better able to mask or hide their differences or their diversity yes. or their different experiences of life. Um, and, and often they are very tuned in to fit into society. What's important to, to just note is they don't go through life instinctively and intuitively. They use their cognition to understand yes. how much I behave to be accepted mm. and to fit into society. Absolutely. And for that reason, we said, because they mask, quite often we call them the social chameleons, they use better compensation skills. For that reason, we don't often see their atypical or diverse way of being, and therefore they go undiagnosed. Yes. Yes. Well, if you've just tuned in, we're chatting to our guest, uh, Cordoniel Klaassen from Neurodiversity Centre, and uh, this month being the month of autism. Uh, so tell us about autism. Um, I'm, I'm hoping I'm saying it correctly. Uh, it doesn't exist in isolation. It most often coexists with other neurodevelopmental concerns. Uh, Cordoniel, tell us more about that. So Ronald is the same that says if you meet one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. So mm-hmm. that really means every autistic presentation or every person on the autism spectrum presents differently with a different variety of strengths yes. and challenges. But what we see through the research of Professor Christopher Gilbert from the Gilbert Neuropsychiatry Center is very seldomly do neurodevelopmental concerns exist in isolation. Um, for a long time historically, we focused on neurodevelopmental presentations in isolation, but it's important that we go and really search for the comorbidities. That means ADHD and autism can coexist. Mm-hmm. ADHD and dyslexia and yes. autism can coexist. And it's important that we look at the presentation. I would like us to talk about more possibly in our following um, mm-hmm. interview about the impact of these coexisting presentations on individuals and the importance of correct diagnoses. Yes. Absolutely. Now, just in closing for today's show, uh, just the difference with adulthood and autism. A lot of our adults um, have been undiagnosed, again, because whether you're male or female, there's often the the ability of um, neurodiverse individuals to mask or hide their difficulties. Yes. Um, And what we see today in psychiatry is quite often our adults have been undiagnosed or misdiagnosed and that we've missed the neurodevelopmental concern. Yes. Um, Quite often what we see in our practice is that parents through the diagnostic process of their children would identify Mm -hmm. with some of the challenges that their children present with things like social difficulties, fixated behaviors, sensory processing difficulties, um, rigidities. Uh, and, and therefore, it's so important for us that we also go and look at neurodiverse individuals in the workplace and make mm. sure that we understand the challenges that they live with and help them with receiving correct diagnoses. Absolutely. Well, Cordoniel, thank you so much for today and uh, for all the information that you've provided. Now, if anybody would like to get hold of you uh, or, you know, visit your website, could you please share those details with us? Thank you, Savannah. Again, it's such a, an honor to be part of this. Um, our website is www.neurodiversitycenter.co.za. So for all inquiries or referrals, you can just visit the website. We also have our contact details on there. Fantastic. Well, Cordoniel, thank you so much for today, and uh, we'll catch up next week, same time.
Thank you very much. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.